Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Searcy Sports Show. This is Season 3, Episode 2. We've got baseball, basketball, and football to talk about today. We're getting into the World Series here. Game 1 was just last night. A quite thrilling game. Um, the NBA season is just underway, and I have some pr- uh, awards predictions and championship predictions for the year. And for football, I have a little bit of fantasy football, uh, mid-season reactions, and some mid-season reactions for the actual NFL season as well, and a little bit of an adjustment to my Super Bowl prediction based on how the teams have been playing thus far. So first off, we'll start with the World Series. Um, Watching that game last night was ridiculous um, because I, of course ignorantly probably blurted that the game was over after the Astros went up five, nothing thought about turning the TV off. And sure enough, Phillies came storming back as they have that, you know, they've got the fight and fills kind of nickname lingo going on. And it's, it's, it's been crazy seeing how, uh, how motivated those guys are. And they're such an emotional team and Philly's such an emotional city. I just think that uh, those guys are playing really hard. However, uh, my World Series prediction going into the week was Houston Astros in seven. Um, I just, they've been here so many times, and it's hard not to bet on the experience. Um, Phillies obviously have tons of momentum, um, and winning game one is big, but I think that Houston will will get back on track and, and kind of reign supreme in their talent level across the board. So after that quick little World Series minute, um, NBA season predictions. Um, the first week has been pretty interesting, I would say, um, but it has shown me that my championship prediction is probably in decent hands. Um, the Nuggets, I have the Nuggets making it to the finals out of the West. Um, I really just think that Jokic having a fully healthy team now is going to be huge for him going forward. Um, I just really, really like the build of their team up and down. Uh, but I have the Milwaukee Bucks winning the championship and Giannis winning MVP. Um, every time I watch the Bucks play, I'm impressed by their defense, just consistency on defense throughout. And Giannis is just such an unstoppable force. Um, they've been there before. I think they can do it again. Um, as far as some other NBA awards, I have most improved player to Tyrese Halliburton, um, Indiana Pacers. I think that the opportunity that he has there this year is going to be really great for him to open up and flourish. Um, hopefully they can build around him going forward. I don't expect the Pacers to be amazing this year, but uh, but Tyrese is such a fun player to watch. He can do so many things. Um, and I think that just with that advanced opportunity now in Indiana this year as they're kind of rebuilding the, the structure of the future for them, and, and Tyrese will definitely be the centerpiece of that. So I see him having a, a really, really big year of growth. As far as defensive player of the year, I really couldn't decide between Bam Adebayo and Draymond Green, but I ended up, ended up going with Bam Adebayo. Um, Draymond's been talking a little bit about how he's worried about the Warriors' defense, and he I'm sure it'll pick up throughout the season, but um, Bam is just such a consistent threat at the rim, and he can guard so many positions. Um, he's such, such a versatile, aggressive player, and it's funny how aggressive he is on defense when on offense he's just not quite that sometimes but I think that he'll kind of learn his lesson from the playoffs last year and get a little bit more aggressive on the offensive side of the ball but uh, yeah I really like the way that Bam plays on defense across the board Um, and then coach of the year I'm going to go with Willie Green of the New Orleans Pelicans I think the Pelicans will be a super fun team to watch I see them being like a three seed um, two or three seed which you know depending on the record the it, it's it's going to be close, but I, I think they're going to be right up there with the Nuggets and the Warriors and um, 
I think that getting obviously getting Zion back is huge, but the the mold of their team is really 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 good to me. Also, having CJ and Brandon Ingram from scoring, having the power of Zion and Valanciunas is such a consistent center, and then Herb Jones on defense is amazing. Um, they got shooters off the bench like Devonte Graham, so. I think that Willie Green's going to really flourish getting to use all those guys now going forward this year. Um, so that, those are my quick look at the NBA season predictions there. Okay, so now it's time to jump into the thick section of today's show, which is going to be fantasy football midseason reactions and NFL midseason reactions as a whole. Um, so much to talk about. I've been in, in such a football mindset for the past seven weeks. I, <laughs> I can't seem to jump out of it. So um, first thing that I have taken away from, I'm going to do fantasy football here first. First thing I've taken away from fantasy this year is I feel like my drafting strategy for quarterbacks is strictly going to be based on runners going forward because we've seen how much of an impact that Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts, guys like that, can make. And going with those strict passers kind of like Stafford and Brady and Rogers and stuff. I, I get those guys are kind of older, um, but the typical mold of, you know, the air raid is just not really doing much for me in fantasy. Um, I feel like if my quarterback doesn't run a little bit, even like, I, I think I would rather have Daniel Jones right now than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Stafford. Like the ability to get chunk plays on the ground while also having a competent arm is becoming the most important thing for me. And then running backs, I'm looking at pass catchers like Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's opportunity in San Francisco is amazing. Just, like all, Not just because, but hugely due to Jimmy Garoppolo being the quarterback. I think if Trey Lance was a quarterback, he would not get as many opportunities as he would with Jimmy. I think that Jimmy looking at the depth of his throws and the way they they like to run routes with the offense. I think that McCaffrey is going to be so good for San Francisco. Um, so I would kind of prefer those guys and like Alvin Kamara rather than Nick Chubb is really good. Jonathan Taylor is really good. Dalvin Cook, really good. Derrick Henry, really good. I just really value those PPR points and the versatility. So when I look at the quarterbacks talking about making chunk plays on the ground and in the air, same thing with running backs, being able to do that on running the ball and catching the ball. Um, so it'll be interesting to see the value of quarterbacks going into next year, like where they're being drafted, especially the guys that can run, because I feel like we're seeing that change happen quickly. Um, and then as far as tight ends go, Kelsey is such a man above the rest. And Mark Andrews, obviously a little bit too, he's kind of banged up. So that's dragged his point totals down, but tight end is so lopsided like I feel like the value of Travis Kelsey is way higher than we put it at the beginning of the season and and I feel like we knew that this would happen um just the disparity between the top two tight ends and the rest um so it'll be interesting to see how drafting strategy goes down the road but right now I'm I'm locked into the kind of dual threats at every position and speaking of that, biggest surprises per position, I guess I'll start with tight end because Taysom Hill is ridiculous. Like every single time that I watch a Saints game, I don't expect Taysom Hill to do that much based on the formations solely. Like when Taysom Hill is in the backfield, whether he's directly snapping, getting the direct snap or not, 
it's pretty obvious that he's going to get the ball. He's playing, you know, 40% of snaps, and he's getting the ball in almost all of those offensive snaps unless he's lined up at tight end. And teams are still getting run over by him. Like, it's it's crazy. And and going forward, if there's kind of utility players like that, it's so hard to pin them to a position. But you also don't want to give them four positions, like running back, wide receiver, tight end, and quarterback for him. Because then it's just kind of, I, I don't know, it gets kind of messy. But Taysom Hill, when he plays, has been awesome to watch, which is great. Um, moving to biggest surprises per position, I'm going to go with quarterback next. Um, I don't think it's a huge surprise that he is producing a lot of fancy points, but I think it's the overall function of his game being Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen's biggest issues last year were pocket presence and blitzes and um, quick decision-making, and he has showed that he worked on that all offseason. He's shown that he's a hard worker any time, um, but, yeah, the, the work is paying off, and the work that the Eagles did on paper to build stuff around him, like getting A.J. Brown, um, it's paying off um, big time. Running back, biggest surprise for me is Josh Jacobs. I would have put Brees Hall here, um, but unfortunately, you know, the injury is going to derail him for the rest of the season. But um, Josh Jacobs is really surprising to me. He was kind of in that middle tier of RB2, RB3, kind of around like the Elijah Mitchell, Cam Akers, which if you drafted Cam Akers um, or Elijah Mitchell, it's it's a tough time. Um, but yeah, Josh Jacobs, like he, he got a decent workload last year, but um, I don't know. Like getting Devontae Adams in to go along with Darren Waller and Renfro, um, the the prospect, at least for me, of the Raiders' offense was going to be a lot more air focus, and of course that can open things up for the run game, um, just because you're more worried about the pass attack. Um, but Josh Jacobs has looked really, really good. Um, not just hitting hitting lanes that he's supposed to hit, but breaking tackles and being able to score, at, you know, efficiently. Um, it's been impressive. Um, and then wide receiver, biggest surprise. This is somebody that I was targeting a lot in drafts. It was Amari Cooper. Um, just because Jacoby Brissett is a very capable quarterback. And then when Deshaun Watson comes back, um, you know, we've, we've seen what he can do. Um, so I liked the, the upside of Amari Cooper, um, especially with the, uh, the rest of the receiving core not being super threatening. Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Njoku. Um, those guys are solid, solid players, but... Amari Cooper has been one of the best route runners in the league in the past handful of years. Um, so I really liked his prospects, and he has been a good surprise because he's been even better than I thought he would be. Um, the opportunities are there, the targets are there, and he's making the most of it. So uh, moving on to biggest disappointments per position fantasy-wise, um, starting with a couple Packers. Um, quarterback Aaron Rodgers for me. Um, I was really high on the Packers going into the season just because defensively they had – been built strongly um at in all phases and their defense hasn't been playing bad by any means but um but yeah i just i just really didn't think the offense would take such a big step back just losing one player obviously Devonte adams is one of the best receivers in the league um but yeah aaron just has not looked super threatening um and leading that into running back aj dillon um aj dillon was Look, you know, the, the one-two punch of Aaron Jones and, and Dylan was looking really promising going into the season. And A.J. just has not looked like a great runner, um, 
which is is surprising. He he's got a great build, um, and he's shown great things last year. Um, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor's a little bit of a close second, but I think he'll bounce back throughout the year. It'll be interesting to see now how with Sam Ellinger as the Colts quarterback, how that's going to work with his role. But um, yeah, the the Packers have been really disappointing. Um, but moving to wide receiver, Allen Robinson to me is a pretty big disappointment. I drafted him in one league. Um, expecting him to get some, you know, flex kind of consideration throughout the year. Um, but yeah, he's just not, I, I don't know what it is with that offense. Stafford's had a propensity in the past to kind of force feed receivers a little bit. Um, but Allen just hasn't been getting open. Like a lot of the film, but even, even in week one, whenever it was kind of a big deal that he had only had one target or whatever, um, he just was not open. Like he, he's just not getting separation like he should be, or at least expected to be. Um, so that's that's been really disappointing. Um, and then Keenan Allen is a bit of a disappointment, just injury wise. We've dealt with this before with him, and it just still hasn't panned out. Just the nagging hamstring, and um, he's such a good player when he's on the field. It's been d- disappointing to see that he has not been able to maintain that health. Tied in, I kind of have a tie. Um, Kyle Pitts is the obvious answer here, but I also feel like Dalton Schultz, um, just based on last season's value, like even with Cooper Rush, very capable quarterback that like that we saw the last month or so. And Dalton, you know, he's gotten banged up a little bit, and when he's been in the game, he hasn't made a huge impact. And um, I feel like I was higher on Dalton Schultz this year. Kyle Pitts is a little bit of a question mark with the Atlanta offense because Mario is not, you know, a throw first guy. Um, so both of those guys have been disappointed in their own way. Obviously Pitts is being drafted really high. Um, but yeah, Dalton Schultz to me is, is kind of surprising in, you know, in a negative way. But um, now that we are about halfway through the season, I've got some trade targets to try and win your championship quarterback for me Kyler Murray now that DeAndre Hopkins is back losing Hollywood Brown kind of stinks but they get Robbie Anderson in for via trade Zach Ertz has looked really solid they've got multiple running backs that can make plays and they kind of found their groove in their last game against the Saints Um, I think they're going to figure it out in a a pretty big way Um, Kyler obviously dual threat he can run Um, he's going to have to run to make plays I saw a stat recently about how the card the Cardinals record whenever he runs for so many yards is really really good so he might be more encouraged or or feel like he should make more plays with his feet um, which fantasy purposes is great um, I think that his upside is really really high running back wise I got two of them um, kind of based on recent um, impacts of their team if you can somehow get a decent um if you can formulate a decent package that you don't have to give up too much for Travis Etienne or Kenneth Walker, uh, those guys I feel like are going to explode throughout the year. Um, now that Rashad Penny unfortunately went out to due to injury and then James Robinson being traded, um, the door is wide open. And those guys have looked like heck of runners with the opportunities they have gotten, and they're only going to get bigger. I think that those guys are going to really, really blow up through the rest of the season. Wide receiver targets, I get two on the same team. I really like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Um, Joe Burrow is picking up pace real fast. Jamar Chase is out for four to six weeks with an injury, and in that time, those guys are going to feast. And even when Jamar comes back, I think that just that connection they're, they're going to build over the next month as Burrow's been getting more and more momentum. 
Um, I think that those guys are going to be steals um, if you can get them. And tight end, um, Dallas Goddard to me is a good target. He's just such a consistent threat in the Eagles offense. And the Eagles offense has looked great. They're the only team that scored 20 points or more in every game this year. And they set up a lot of screens, easy catches for Dallas. So even if he doesn't get you know the big explosive plays, he's going to rack up those PPR points for you. Um, so he's kind of a, you know, not a boom player, but he's, he's going to be, you need some consistency at the tight end position at this point. Cause we can't find that really much anywhere other than Kelsey and Andrews and maybe Kittle sometimes. So, um, I think Dallas Goddard's a pretty, um, safe target to trade for if you are trying to make some moves. So then finally, I'll go into uh, NFL midseason reactions, just a few bullet points. Um, just kind of wanted to go over. Um, I think I, I touched on the Packers a little bit already, but I cannot believe how lost the Denver Broncos look. I don't know how much of it is coaching. I'm, I, I don't know. Russell Wilson has been one of my favorite players in the league for a long time. He's been so consistent. He wins. He's never you know, banged up to injury and it's just not working. Um, it's just really surprising to me. I, you know, their defense has played well. Um, they've got offensive weapons, you know, receivers and running back. Um, obviously Javante Williams being out hurts, but Melvin Gordon's a very, very capable player. I don't know. It's, it's been a huge surprise for me. I'm just shocked to see the consistency in their lack of offensive capabilities, um, you know, they, they still have time to figure it out. It's, it's not too late, but, um, it, it's, it's looking grim. Um, on the other hand, two teams from the same area, um, that I am very surprised at is both New York teams, the Jets and the Giants. Um, I don't know if I'm fully in on the roster talent on those teams, but the coaching makes me feel like it's really going to work. Robert Sala and Brian Dable are both putting in the work and it seems like they've got their guys playing hard, um, getting the systems down pat, you know, the, the jets and the giants are kind of both like trying to take the pressure off the quarterbacks and letting the defense and the run games and the, the lines do the talking. And if that keeps working, then maybe we will see them, you know, kind of down in the playoffs and making some noise. Um, touch on Joe Burrow a little bit, but Cincinnati looks like they're back, but the other contenders, man, they're far from it. Um, Packers, Buccaneers, Rams, and it's all offensively. Like the offenses for all those teams are just stunningly bad. Um, for at least compared to expectations, um, very very surprising to see those those three NFC kind of powerhouses just not look good. Um, but Cincinnati is kind of getting into their form, so maybe the Rams will soon. Maybe Tampa will figure it out, and and Green Bay, but. Um, Biggest surprises to me also besides the New York teams is Seattle. Um, I did did not see the offensive firepower that they have shown. I mean, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are really solid receivers. Um, but, you know, Geno Smith, his career in the league has been, you know, okay throughout his time, just, you know, managing games when called upon. Um, but Geno's looked really, really good. I think he leads the league in uh, completion percentage, uh, which is great. That's <laughs> Um, you know, this is going to get you a long ways, even if it's not lots of big plays downfield, those receivers are going to make plays for you. 
Um, so that's been that's been a cool surprise. I, I like Pete Carroll quite a bit. I like his energy, especially as you know, he's one of the oldest coaches in the league, and I feel like he puts out so much energy every week. Um, so Seattle's been really fun to watch also. I think that the AFC is kind of shaping up for another Buffalo-Kansas City matchup. Whether that's AFC Championship or not, I think that that could be one of the best games ever. If it gets to that point, which I really hope it does, um, Buffalo and Kansas City are so much fun to watch. Like, just the different things that they can do offensively and the coaching abilities that Sean McDermott and Andy Reid have, it's so impressive. Um, I really, really want them super bad to match up in the playoffs. And if either team makes the Super Bowl, it's going to be a fun watch. Um, and then as far as the NFC goes, kind of the last thing I'll touch on here. As an Eagles fan, it's great to see them 6-0, and uh, but I still think they need to hit another gear, or they, they have another gear that they could hit. Their third third quarter, they've struggled a little bit offensively coming out of the half, um, just kind of stalling. The run defense hasn't been great. Um, the offensive, the offseason moves, excuse me, uh, they've really paid off. Uh, you know, the on-paper plays have worked, you know, getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson out of the secondary, A.J. Brown to add to the receiving core. Kaiser White for the linebacking core has been a, a great addition also. Um, but I, I feel like I, I need to see a little bit more. Um, there could be selfishly as an Eagles fan, but if I could reset my Super Bowl prediction, I think – so my prediction at the beginning of the season was Bills-Packers. Um, I still like the Bills. I still like the Bills to get out of the AFC. Um, but I might put the Vikings in for the NFC. Offensively, you know, Justin Jefferson's a big weapon, or even Irv Smith, tight end. He, uh, he's low key a beast. Um, I really like watching him play. Adam Thielen's super consistent, great hands. Dalvin Cook, great running back. They get Alexander Madison to back him up, who can make plays when he's called upon. Defense really well balanced. Um, yeah, I, I like the Vikings quite a bit. I know their schedule and the Eagles schedule both haven't been super hard yet, but just eye test, I really like the Vikings a lot. So if if I had to pick, if I, if I had to change my prediction at all, I'm not going to die away from the Packers yet, although you know it's not, not looking great. But if I had to go based on what I've seen so far, I'm going to go Bills-Vikings. Uh, we'll see how that plays out the rest of the year. Schedules you know, changing and getting tougher for some teams, easier for others. Um, but uh, I appreciate you guys listening today. Just wanted to jump on this weekend and uh, collect my thoughts here. Um, I've been posting my weekly NFL bets to my TikTok page, uh, the Seriously Sports Show. Um, you can find me there. Um, so if you're looking for a few plays every week, try to get some coin, um, go ahead and follow me there. As far as podcast episodes go, I'm not sure when my next one will be, but hopefully it's soon. I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you can find the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. And you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time.